0: following program is sponsored by team reba of remax metro east side and eric osnes of homebridge financial services welcome to open house with team reba each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side,
2: And I'm Eric Austin from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy and well, weekend.
1: Yes, happy weekend and happy Saturday. Good to see you again, as always, the sneeze screen <laughs> at least we're being safe
2: yeah we we sure are yes it, it, it seems like with all the uh, happenings uh, lately it's like covid what covid yeah there's <laughs> so, oh, sure. so many other things to be thinking about right now especially it's june yes we're getting into summer we're getting in the best months of the year as far as the weather goes at least yes and uh everything's growing like crazy growing like i was gonna say growing like a weed but those are growing too
1: yes they are in so. large volume <laughs> particularly in my yard <laughs>
2: uh, i love this time of year though you know daylight out past nine o'clock and uh, oh i know just uh yeah turn off the news and enjoy the enjoy the Puget Sound. Yes, enjoy the Northwest. I know, will say weather.
1: yes. I have been uh, enjoying. Even though, of course, we all avoid getting into each other's way, I've been enjoying watching more and more of my neighbors out in their yards taking care of things like weeds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone's yards look pretty spick and span. You can't really tell who's actually trying to prepare their house for sale right now, (laughs) because so many people
0: are out doing. They're working on their
1: curb appeal, right? You know, they're their home. They got nothing else to do. I was chatting with someone the other day on um, a dating app, and he was telling me he was like, "Oh, I'm just taking a break from working in my garden," and I was like, "Oh, is it like flower or veggie?" Goes. Oh well, I I was just taking some limbs off some trees. I'm like, that's, that's it's okay. not really gardening, but okay. <laughs> that's
2: that's my thing, deforestation. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: that's what a bunch of no, people I need got, to do right now to get a haircut. <laughs> it's going to be deforestation. I, I
2: built uh, four raised uh, beds, that are three feet by ten feet long. I saw the pictures it's on Facebook. Organic. Yes, and, I love it. Uh, no, it's wonderful. Everything's just coming up like crazy it's really fun to watch yeah so yeah. no i'm i you actually all veggie we of summer you know, well i'm gonna
1: tell you you inspired me though because yeah because yeah, i've been organic gardening for like 25 years mm-hmm. and i've had a break where i haven't had a lot of um space at my place yeah because i was you know trying to get it set up a certain kind of way and then i realized the other day i'm like oh i don't need to go and buy raised beds or build them i've got a bunch of these massive pots that i've used over the years sure. that right now don't have flowers in them oh there you go because i hadn't had the time to go out and buy flowers and replant them and and i thought oh well why don't i just group those together and then i'll sure. have my garden you know right here
2: oh yeah so oh, for sure yeah you know one of the easiest things out there just buy packs of lettuce and yeah you just th- you don't even plant it just sprinkle it out yeah there. yeah you don't add, yeah they don't take that much you prep can, you can get two or three crops a summer You know, out Mm -hmm. of those because they'll grow well almost into October.
1: Yeah. You just trim them off. They'll keep growing back. They're like onions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love it.
2: And so uh, just that organic. It's so good. I will say for
1: the people who have never been big fans of salad, if you grow your own lettuce Mm -hmm. and you get it fresh, like so fresh, you've literally gone out with your like kitchen scissors and trimmed it out and then take it inside. It tastes so different, It's incredible! It's so much Absolutely. more delicious. Yep, it's just, really so much more delicious. You Got
2: to watch out for a few passengers that might come <laughs> yes, along. Yes, you with do those need leaves, to make sure so. you
1: clean. It's not triple rinsed like <laughs> yeah. some of the stuff and from the store.
2: I'm actually experimenting some some different again organic ways to control, uh, you know, the the slugs. And yes. I'll be curious if anybody has some like tried and true ideas out there. You know, send us a note. I already uh, shared you with you my disgusting one. I know. The I beer. know. You're, well, there's the beer one. There's yes. the copper mm-hmm copper strips one coffee grounds yeah. supposedly do the trick and I'm sprinkling I got kind of a barrier of coffee grounds out there we'll see how that does how long ago well how long have you
1: had it out there because weren't uh, you just talking about this on the show the other week a
2: couple days yeah yeah just oh okay a days, so yeah, okay we'll so
1: you can't really tell not yet well because slugs are pretty you know pretty vicious they're I mean they industrious they, yeah they're yeah. out nightly <laughs> they, oh yeah they they're not no, they're, they're not on uh, they're they consider themselves essential.
2: I never think of them as a predator, but uh, but they are. <laughs> they're, they're busy. They are. They're Anywho, s- they're smelling yeah.
1: for things that are decomposing. That's right. So, um, or at least some of them are. But okay,
2: all right. Speaking of decomposing, yes. How's the market? Yeah, let me give you a little update. Yeah. How how's,
1: how are rates? Are they <laughs> decomposing on us? or Are they looking pretty good?
2: You know, we're looking good still. Yay. Uh, we, we we are. Things are stable. Thank you, Federal Reserve. Yes. Uh, just um, you know, just yesterday alone, they spent about four point six billion dollars subsidizing the mortgage markets. Uh, they continue to uh, be in there, you know, stabilizing things. And so, are you
1: saying that they're the U.S.'s sugar daddy right now?
2: <laughs> they absolutely are. <laughs> and sorry. <laughs> and the bond traders seem to be shrugging off all this mayhem uh, that's that's going on. So, I, I pulled a few headlines here: uh, GDP projected to fall nearly 53 percent in the in the second quarter according to a federal reserve um, uh, you know estimate uh landlord seattle rents uh, estimated to fall by up to 20 percent you know there's there's just uh, you know china is sort of not delivering on their trade deal you know they're not buying nearly as much as they were supposed to be under our our new uh you know updated trade deal big surprise there you know all of that eh you know uh markets are Pretty much shrugging it off. So what we're looking at right now, the national averages for a conventional 30-year fixed rate mortgage, 3.125%. Wow. 3.125. Oh, wow. 15-year fixed rates firmly under the 3% mark. We're hovering around 2.7%. FHA and VA are averaging 2.75%. And jumbo thirty-year fixed rates. These ones are still a little bit all over the board, but we're seeing a few investors that are in there firmly under four percent, right around three point eight seven five. It's still under four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, under four percent. Yeah, yeah. This is um, this is. uh, I I hope everybody realizes just how good this is. Well, why don't you give perspective? Well, uh, give some perspective. Let's go back to the first week of March when we were at five point six two five percent. Yeah, you know, for, for the days. jumbos. for the Yeah, for, for even a conventional loan. Jumbos, oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there, right, because
1: there was a short period of time that they just rocketed. There were, there
2: were jumbos that completely exited the market. Mm-hmm. They were gone. They yeah. just went gone. In fact, even now, there's a few that are slowly coming back, but we still have probably half of the jumbo lender investors out there are have suspended their operations. They're not offering uh, programs. Uh, we also saw that with what we call non-QM type loans. Mm-hmm. These are the alternative kind of fringe types of loans where maybe you're qualified on the, the cash flow of your rental property or you're qualified on your bank statements instead right. of your tax returns, things like that. Those ones... Um, yeah, I had a client just
1: squeak in mm-hmm. finishing a transaction on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, you know, those ones completely uh, disappeared. Now just starting to kind of poke their poke their noses back into the market just a little bit. So we're seeing, uh, you know, a bit of a resurgence uh, the loan servicing uh, industry side of of things with mortgages—I've talked about that extensively on some previous uh, shows—has uh, stabilized, and and so we're we're starting to see that kind of sort itself out. So it's it's all looking um, looking very much uh, more stable uh, right now than it was even if uh, you know about a month or month or month and a half ago. So far, so good on all of that, and and you know the economy. Um, <laughs> What, you know what what do we say about this you know when when a normal day is unemployment you know pushing twenty percent uh right the the state average for Washington right now is just a little bit under that although this is a lagging thing. I think right now the official uh, unemployment statistics for Washington were hovering right around just under fifteen percent unemployment okay. and uh you know this this and comparing
1: all, that too to when we had the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. We were at about 9.6%.
2: Worst case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although, I, I will argue that that 9.6 was a lot worse. I think it was a lot worse than that number mm-hmm. because there are a lot of folks that just flat gave up. True. And, that and, is very and, and they, true. And they, they sort of fall out of those statistics unless mm-hmm. you really, really dig deep into the data.
1: And I'll, I'll be real honest. There was a lot of folks that, um, yes, they fell out and then didn't re-engage, and During that time, I can tell you there was a disproportionate number of people on the older side of the working spectrum Mm -hmm. that were in that pool, and many of them just said, "You know, forget it. I'm just gonna. I'm out. Yeah, I'm just gonna retire. That's call it good.
2: Absolutely right. And so, so, and as we see our economy slowly, you know, reopen, hopefully, you know, that's going to accelerate here a little bit. Uh, The numbers should start to look, you know, much, much better. So we've got our fingers crossed on that. In fact, um, you know, we were originally talking when we went into this whole whole pandemic that we may see a what we call a V-shaped recovery, that a big V, you know, goes down mm-hmm. really rapidly, comes back up very rapidly. Mm-hmm. You know, that that forecast is pretty much eliminated. However, there are certain sectors that are going to see that, and one of them is housing. Okay. You know, in fact, we're already seeing su- such strong demand um, in in housing. In our local markets, and yes,
1: which I'll have some stats later on in this show. Perfect. Okay, so I'll
2: I'll save that because, uh, you know, we're thinking that instead of a a V-shaped recovery, maybe we'll have a swoosh, a swoosh swoosh. as in
1: Nike style. I didn't. I didn't say we're gonna just do it. I know. I know. We're gonna
2: we're gonna see it. It's not gonna V. It's gonna swoosh. swoosh. Okay. Meaning uh, there, there's sort of some provisions, you know, put into those forecasts for a possible resurgence of, of this uh, this virus as we get into the fall, you know, which could, you know, set set things back a little oh, bit more. Oh, gotcha. You know, but then once mm-hmm. we get past that, boom, then off we go, you know, off off to the races. So we've got our fingers crossed with all of that. Um, local economy, you know, there's a few things that are going to be impacting us Um don't plan on taking a cruise to Alaska this year let's put it that way Canada yeah. pretty much put an end to that um, mm-hmm. at least the 2020 Seattle to Alaska cruise season yeah. by basically limiting uh, prohibiting ships carrying more than a 100 people from sailing into British Columbia waters until yeah. the end of October right so that's out you know but we we kind of expected that uh, anyway. Uh, But, um, you know, hopefully they'll be regrouped and ready to go for for next year. And, uh, you know, because that that is a really important part of our our Seattle economy, especially massive amount of tourist trade that we get from, you know, from the Alaska cruise ship industry. So we got our fingers crossed. and that helps
1: us with our port activity and everything. So, yeah, well, you know, we should probably reach out to the port again. We've had people from the port Mm -hmm. on our show before, and I would be curious to get their insight because – yeah, I had some insight by a friend who's in the industry, but Absolutely. Well, uh, I'd like no, to hear what no they think. No cruises
2: this summer. Let's cruise into a couple of commercial messages. Yes. We're going to be right back. More open house with Team Riva. Stay tuned. We'll be sitting here floating.
0: Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now back
2: to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial,
1: and I'm Reba Has from Team Reba.
2: Hey, did you know that this is uh, today is uh, an anniversary for me? Of it's what of? <laughs> this I'm is, always nervous when you I ask know, me I to know.
1: ask you something. <laughs> this is the. Sometimes it's very bad. <laughs> uh, it, was,
2: it was one year ago today. That Homebridge Financial oh, yeah. uh, acquired yes. Home, Home Street Bank's mortgage division. Yes. So And how been, are you
1: feeling about that? You know, w- wonderful.
2: In fact, Good. Uh, we were on a. I was on a call with our executive leadership a little bit earlier today. They really, I can honestly say, are a wonderful group of people. And uh, Homebridge is um, a, a, an independent company. It's it's um, operates. They operate in forty nine states. Headquarters is is uh, back east in New Jersey. Uh, but our home street bank group was purchased lock, stock, and barrel. So we mm-hmm. all, you know, no changes, same offices, same Yeah, staff. you guys didn't
1: go anywhere. You no, were just like, we yep, just kinda, it's just changed the
2: logo. We just kept rolling. And uh, what, what was interesting is for the year, and if you think about all the challenges, you know, we've had in the last 12 months, uh, you know, f- so much just craziness going on. Um, you know, the organization had estimated that we, as a group, our Northwest group might fund about $2 billion. And, um, we blew right through that. We doubled it. <laughs> so, oh wow! So in spite of everything, um, you know, it was just a blockbuster year. And, and that's just a, a testament to not only our, our loan officers who are, are, you know, some of the best in the business, but the staff, you know, our, underwriters our processors our our leadership team our management uh, they're they're just really exceptional and the the thing that uh, i don't mean that this sounds like a very corporate thing but i I don't i really don't mean it that way they really do care Uh, and yeah that matters it it it, it, it's everything and and i think about that because when you're working with a company or working with people you're giving a giving away a portion of your life you know to Mm -hmm. you know to this you know to these to these people and and you want it to be rewarding, and you want to know that people have your back, that they care, that they're they're w- with you. And so, no, feeling good about it, very yep. very happy about nope,
1: it. No, I'm with you. Well, I mean, it matters. Um, you know, as I've brought up on the show numerous times, I read prolifically, and a lot of what I read is about you know either personal development or business related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, spiritual. You know, those kinds of things, and. Some of the things that I've been reading, like I'm reading this book, um, "Radical Candor," right now, which I really, really like, and um, the woman who wrote it, just tremendous, has a very storied career in lots of different, uh, you know, tech corporations and things like that, and um, and with Harvard and whatnot, and she's talking a lot about, you know, when you're interacting. There's so many people that they are just like oh, you know, this is business, not personal. Yeah. And the reality is everything's personal. It is. Right? It when is. people get torqued off yeah. at a company, it's because it got personal. It's not because it was the business. It's because it got personal in some way. Right. In fact, actually, you know, as you know, I'm single and dating and all that. And there was someone I recently said I didn't want to see any longer because he told me he was like a manager at a different it's you're going to laugh. He was a manager at some uh, local bank branches <laughs> of okay. a different firm. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was telling me about how he made a couple of his employees cry. And I went, what? We're like, why? What? What happened? And, you know, he went on to explain. He goes, but, you know, this is business. It's not personal. And I one of the questions I asked him, I said, well, this one gal that you're describing, I said, what do you know about her home life?
2: Yeah. If
1: because it, he was describing some of the activities that were happening in the workplace, and I said, "What's going on?" I said, "You sounds like she's followed you from one branch to another. What do you know about her?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "Well, you know, she's got a living boyfriend, and you know, they don't really get along very well." And I said, "Okay, so is it possible during all of what's been going on that things have gotten really bad at home, and now she's bringing yeah. it into work?" Yeah, I said, so what about asking her that question yeah. instead of just berating her?
2: If you made somebody cry, it is personal. I will guarantee it's you it's very personal. personal. They say people uh, join a company because of the company, but they leave because of their the, their managers. Yes,
1: exactly, and that's a hundred percent true. Every job I've ever left, it was because of something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, and and on the opposite side, another friend of mine who runs a company, you know, he was describing about how. You know, a bunch of people were crying at work, but it was different because what they were doing was reading stories that were being sent in by their customers about how their product positively impacted them. And they were sharing that with the entire company Mm. so that they could understand what they work on on a daily basis what it means to the people who purchase their oh, product. That's awesome. Right? Like yeah. that. those were the two. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe in one week I had these two separate conversations <laughs> of like a friend of mine and right. then this person. And I went, got, ew, I need to not stop talking to this other person over here. You got
2: the, the good, <laughs> the bad, and the ugly there. Well, yes. yeah, because, I mean, yeah. in
1: my team, you know, uh, let me apply also how that ends up showing up in our work, mm-hmm. right? Because we get to choose who we work with. Right, right. I think a lot of people to think yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. You do get to choose, mm-hmm. and because, like in our business, we have a lot of different. You know what, of course, we call lead sources. Right now, mm-hmm. part of it's like my networks and the people that I know. They like to call it sphere of influence. Uh, a phrase that makes me want to kind of. You know, I will get tired of it, but, um, cause I just, I think it sounds smarmy and dumb. It's just like, you know, I, I just have a broad network of people that I know because, sure. because I care about my community. I get involved in the place where I live. I I love the boating community. So I like, I get involved in all these, I care about education. So I'm involved in all these places. Right. Sure, Plus I have, you know, my whole lifetime of career with mm-hmm. people that I know. Right. And so we were just having a conversation in my team because last week, uh, over the weekend, Somebody came through our Zillow cuz I'm a Zillow Premier agent mm-hmm. and someone came through on our system and Rick on my team was taking the call and talking to this person. Mm-hmm. And you could tell she just didn't give a rip. She was like, "I just want to see the property." Mm-hmm. I just want to see and as he's trying to figure out like, you know, cuz here's the deal. We've talked about this on the show. I have to follow certain protocols when we go and show property. Right. And most of the listing agents and their sellers have gotten very strict about saying, bring only qualified people in Mm -hmm. because there is no reason for anyone to risk their health for just a looky-loo. Right. 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 Someone who's just curious. Um, So Rick was trying to do his job and say, okay, well, you know, here's the protocols and here's some things and and we need to know this stuff so that, you know, as we reach out to the agent and set the appointment and – and she just kept – she was very – flippant and just said, you know, I already saw this with one other agent before. And again, we have to worry about whether or not there's
2: now you have one other issue to I have another
1: about. issue that comes <laughs> up, right? Right. And it was the question, because I can't interfere with someone else's agency. So we're trying to determine like, do you have a written buyer agency agreement with somebody? Because if that's the case, I have to defer you back mm-hmm. to your own agent. And she just kept getting irritated and it's like, you know, we're not trying to do this to irritate you. We have a duty. Yeah, And so yeah. the follow up, though, with my team member was what I realized is I didn't think after we kind of went through the whole thing, because I, I was grilling him as he's calling me throughout the weekend and I'm trying to figure out, OK, does my weekend just got blown because now I got to go do a bunch of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm throwing a bunch of questions at him like, we'll get this from her. Find out for this. What about this? You know, it's like if I'm going to go spend my valuable time doing this, right. I want to know because we don't have open houses now.
2: Right. Right.
1: Right? So it matters. These things matter. Yeah. And so he and I sat down after the fact and did a debrief about that weekend. And basically it turned into, you know, here's the thing. I want you to know that I care about you and I know that you need to care about me and how my time is spent. It also is, do we care about the person that we're trying to represent? Right. Like, do we know enough, care enough? Are we, you know, because the thing is, is like what I was telling Rick, we know that our team is amazing. It's made up of some really incredible people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is is we want to make sure that the people we work with recognize that because we are going to work our fannies off for somebody. Mm-hmm. We're going to go right. above and beyond like you can't believe that is not normal for this industry, as right. you know yeah. yeah and and the thing is we can choose. so what i what I basically had to tell this staffer was, I'm giving you permission. To say no to someone. It's okay for you to say no. If she's being very clear, because here's here's what ended up happening. He didn't feel comfortable doing that. And guess who stood me up on Sunday afternoon? Oh, no.
0: Oh. So I
1: spent my morning preparing to go meet somebody, right. doing the follow-up with that agent, oh, trying to find, and then going and sitting there and waiting 20 minutes. Yeah. With no interaction from this person, oh. you know, asking, hey, because I thought maybe she got stuck in the 405 traffic because while I was on my way to Burien, um, a crash happened like right in front of me, and I was able to avoid it and still go on, but I didn't know where they were coming from. Yeah. And so oh, I was gosh. like, hey, are you stuck in that traffic? You know, because we do care, you know, like, yeah. and we're like, are you just running late? Cause, and then the other thing is I had to also weigh in that – there's another appointment after us, and we can't layer mm-hmm. appointments.
2: Right, right.
1: They won't allow us to be so, in at the same time.
2: So the, did did you ever hear back from no. from her? No, she was completely rude. Just ghosted.
1: Completely rude and ghosted us. Yeah, huh. and that's you know, and so I had to give permission to my staff to say it's okay. There's a reason why we qualify people. And, you know, she said that she'd been looking for a long time and there was this woman, Leah, who she'd seen other places with. And frankly, it was just because she was impatient and was like, I want to go there now. So she was going to bypass everything else, Mm -hmm. not recognizing that, you know, there's a difference in quality. There's a difference in how you're represented. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the thing is, is like you're talking about your company. We do care. Mm -hmm. We care a lot. Uh, from the standpoint of, like, we're not there just to make a buck. That's not the whole thing. What we're right. there to do is to give you a level of experience and knowledge that goes well beyond the industry so that it's just a natural function that while we help you do the thing that you're trying to accomplish, yay, revenue for us. But that's that's a side position to what our, our major goal is, well, which you, is
2: to, to really raise the bar. And, and you and I have talked about this many, many times. We want our clients to be successful. Exactly. And, and happy. And they're going to be successful
1: when we know the information that can mm-hmm. help us position them for right. that.
2: Yeah. It's called due diligence. You hundred know, percent. Just thinking that all through, making sure it's not yeah. a rash decision.
1: So let me tell you just a little bit more about her because when we did delve in, mm-hmm she's from california she had a house down there she had to sell it to be able to buy this one she did not have it on the market mm-hmm. nor would she be able to, she couldn't tell us when she would have it ready for market now imagine you're the seller and the listing agent hearing that
2: right well this this same client is the one that's going to have a seller change all their plans if they accepted that offer exactly and then to be stuck waiting on this person and yeah and and it's not fair all around exactly it's very very selfish you know from that standpoint it's
1: it's a little myopic but you know (laughs) i mean she still wants to get there but she could have had a better plan yes so we're going to plan on being back in just a few moments and we're going to go through some other stats about what's going on in the market when we get there
0: and maybe a story problem or two as well yes Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580, the answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side,
2: and I'm Eric Osnes from HomeBridge Financial.
1: Oh, so story problems, huh? Do you well, want to start with story problems, or do you want to start with stats? No, let's,
2: let's let's start with some good news. Uh, so okay. <laughs>
1: Go ahead. No,
2: I, I, I was just picking up an article that the chief executive for Southwest Airlines sees the Boeing 737 MAX returning to service by the fourth quarter of this year. Yes. That's that's exceptionally good, good news. Yes, it is. Especially for our local community. And, 100%. And and I know that it's going to take a little especially while. Especially my to, city, Renton. Renton, absolutely. Vive le Renton. I mean, it's going to take a little while for, for things to get ramped up. and, and yep. But... But this is just oh man, it's been over a year. Yes, and uh, you know since those planes were grounded and and you know Boeing very was, very good news. Honestly, I have to say kudos. They did an admirable job of keeping folks employed as long as they possibly could. The, yes. the pandemic was something that yeah. you know threw uh, everything into major a major monkey spin, wrench. Yeah, term. But I was going to uh, say
1: like <laughs> poor choice of words. But, poor uh, choice. <laughs> you know, at least
2: at least uh, you know there's some light at the end of the tunnel now, which is really really good news. So. Congratulations, yes. uh, Boeing. Let's hope that Southwest is yes we're all keeping our fingers crossed and, for you guys That's right, that's right, and rename that thing though call it something else <laughs> you know so like what it, I don't know major I don't know call it uh, don't call it the max, call it something else i' that's just my marketing brain here, and you know a few years, people have a short memory, so you know it's like if you say because oh, if I'm they have a short
1: be... memory, then maybe they won't associate it to that negativity. Well, down I the line. mean the
2: faster you change it the better, I think.
1: Well, Tylenol's so. still around. Yeah. And they didn't change their name.
2: Yeah. See, I have a short memory, so I
1: Right. <laughs> and you're like, what? Okay. Like, All right. The poisoning from the Tylenol back in the nineteen eighties. Oh, I
2: know. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there you yeah. go. But they didn't do it. I mean that was No, of course. But else, still. So. It's yeah. but
1: okay, Odwala. Uh yeah. let's see. Jack in the Box.
2: Yeah yeah true oh yeah jack in the box yeah jack in the box is one of the best comeback stories yeah that's true
1: yeah are you kidding yeah so you know perspective Uh, yeah i i'm just saying i i get your marketing thing but i usually trounce you on marketing listen to me Boeing. (laughs) listen to me Boeing.
2: hear what hear my words
1: hopefully the people Don't in Chico- are you saying her. the people in chicago should be listening to this because then we need to get ourselves you know no, just folks here couple, they, they can other, pass that message they can pass along. it along yeah okay all right gotcha yeah. all right so what else are we going to pass along the story problem, or do you want stats?
2: No, let's just do a real quick story. No, no, no. Let's do some stats, and we'll do. We'll throw in a story problem. If we got. We got some time in. The yeah, segment. we
1: got. Yeah, we yeah. got a bit of time Before. in here. Yeah. Um, so I had earlier this week done a Facebook Live where I just did some real cursory um, number reviews because, as you and I have been covering the last several months here, and mm-hmm. then definitely in the last several weeks, we've been trying to keep a good view of what's happening mm-hmm. in the real estate side of it. Now some of that I've come to, you know, our shows with just more anecdotal, right? Yes. It's anecdotal. It's not just my own because I'm constantly interacting with other agents and other people in the industry. Trying to get a sense, you know, I'm talking to title companies, what are mm-hmm. you seeing? And, you know, and of course the title companies, it's a little harder for them because, you know, their volume activity is so high right now because of all the refinance activity, right? right? right. So you have a different perspective than I do on some of that, but you also get to see the purchase activity as well as refi, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so for me... My job as part of this, you know, show is that you know, okay, bring in the stats. So I started off in that um, Facebook Live talking a little bit about recaps on the on each county, uh, and I covered listings, uh, the new percentage change mm-hmm. of um, active, you know, for April as well as the total yeah. for the year. Yeah. Um, and then I also had the pending sales, closed sales, and the months of inventory. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in the months of inventory, because we keep talking about why during all of these major hits are we still seeing multiple offers? Right. 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 Why is there so much frenetic activity Mm -hmm. still in real estate? Yep. Well, this report now, of course, it's the very early part of June, so I don't have May stats yet. And yeah. so in a couple of weeks on this show, I'll bring those numbers in and we'll get another comparison. We'll see sure. how we're starting to trend once they reopen, because we knew that April was going to get hit because that's when they had the shutdown. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We were shut down for a week and then we kind of slowly opened back up again. They stopped open houses, but there's still a ton of activity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So months of inventory. Let me just give you. For the total Northwest multiple listing service, which is quite a few different counties, the average months of inventory is 1.75. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And King County was 1.57. Okay. Snohomish at
2: 1.39. Snohomish, less than King County.
1: And Pierce at 1.33. Wow. Now, I'm going to be able to compare that. Some of the other stuff that I'm showing here or that I brought in with me is what's going on with the active pending and solds and what those price points are. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the reasons that you're going to see that Snohomish and Pierce are probably outpacing King County in terms of having less inventory. And that's because the properties that are selling the most are between 250 and 750000 And Mm -hmm. the major ones are between the 250 to 500.
2: Yeah, yeah. And those homes
1: reside primarily in those counties. Kitsap County is at 1.48. Even that's lower than King.
2: Yeah, it is. Wow.
1: Right? So, you know, those were some major ones. Thurston County, 1.18.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow.
1: There's some really interesting stuff there. Um, and.
2: Well, that, okay, so Thurston County. Mm-hmm. So, for those that aren't super familiar, that's going to be mm-hmm. the Olympia area. Yes. And you have a large, who's your big employer down there? It's government. Right. right? So, so, there's been tremendous stability there because there have mm-hmm. been no cuts. Yeah. You know, in the, at the government level. So, that, that, that one I'm not surprised by.
1: But even areas like Skagit.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we
1: talk all the time that, you know, a balanced market is anything between four and six months of inventory. Right. Right. And, you know, there's only four counties in this Northwest multiple listing area that are four months and above. So there's two of them that are at four. uh, See, there's one at 4.59, and that's Okanogan County. 4.9. I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Whatever. Okanogan. Pacific counties at four point nine three. Okay. Um, Ferry is at eight point two five, and then the one with the longest months of inventory on it is San Juan at fourteen point three one. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well.
1: Well, more more than likely because you get a lot of higher priced. I was just going to say front.
2: it's pretty tough to get under mm-hmm. a, under a million if yeah. you're on the on the water. You right. Know. But there's lots of lots of other land and property mm-hmm. up there that's under that.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Um, there was some pretty interesting stuff that was in here. So on closed sales, um, mm-hmm. this is the thing that you and I are also keeping a very close eye on. So the change in median price for the area is 6.37.
2: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: From a year-over-year number. So that's that's a big deal. The number of closings was down 22.59%. Hmm. You're seeing some interesting patterns here, aren't you?
2: <laughs> I, I kind of scratched my head there a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we're still low on inventory, prices are going up, but we had lower closings. But that's again, we had the closed, you know, period of time. This is just for April. So I'm gonna be yeah. really curious to see what May does on a bounce back, hopefully, for some of this. Um, because again, we had that period of time where no one could do anything. So no new mm-hmm. pending sales went in. Right. You know, in at least that one week, we had 17,000 open transactions. Yeah. Right. right. And and that was, um, I do also want to point out, though, 17,000 was a combination of commercial and residential mm-hmm. sales. Okay. okay. Right? Well, that's
2: still, I mean, that's yeah. significant.
1: Oh, very significant. Yeah. Uh, because if you look at how many residential sales closed in 2019 in April, there were 7,578. For this year, it was 5,866. Yeah. So not that far off. I mean, yeah, it's 22, you know, almost 23%. But for having been completely shut down during a period of that time, because a lot of times you have someone who goes into contract at the beginning of the month and closes by end of month. Right. So that's, I think May is going to be probably a little bit higher for closed transactions but it we'll see.
2: It, it will be. I can tell you anecdotally that um, I know for for us on the mortgage side, May was a blockbuster month. Mm-hmm. But with that said, the percentage of purchase to refinance activity, the mm-hmm. purchases were a, yeah. a lower percentage than we would typically see. Right. Yeah. And, because
1: when you start looking at what was going on for the year, and I do have some of those numbers too to get to in a little bit, um, when you look at the month over month activity, mm-hmm. right, instead of this year over year that we're talking about right now. You can see where there's just like a big drop off, mm-hmm. and yeah, and normally right. April would be, you know, charging up the list, mm-hmm. right? right? You know, right. Ch- charging mm-hmm. up those numbers, um, yeah. because usually we end up between April and July is kind of our our biggest closing
2: time period, right? Right. right? So this this year is going to be different, and I and I I don't yeah. think that this year is going to to slow down as we get close to the school year starting either. That's no. kind of my gut feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, even at this point, we don't even know kind of what the schedule is for schools. You know, are they going to open in a normal manner? Are they going to be distance learning only? Are they going to punt and mm-hmm. not open till, you know, you know till later? So there's a lot of a lot of questions still up in the air, but a lot of folks, families during the summer are trying to get their relocations done and everything. So they're mm-hmm. settled into the school district of choice. True. You know, by the deadlines. And who knows what, if that'll happen or not this year. I mean, it will to an extent, but yeah.
1: Well, yeah. and there's a lot of companies that definitely are, you know, saying, Hey, if we're going to allow remote working, there's like you said earlier, there's a lot of people leaving, not just here, lots of places. Mm-hmm. You know, there, I, I know somebody who in particular, their daughter moved, uh, or one of their employees moved back to Idaho mm-hmm. to be closer to family. Cause they're just like, there's no reason for me to be here and pay this high rent. Right. You know like I might as well just go back and hang right. out' you know my oh, mom, sure. my mom needs more help, so I might as well just be back there, yeah, you
2: yeah. know, so if yeah, so yeah, there's sure.
1: gonna be a very, very interesting uh kind of adjustment in why people are doing what they're doing mm-hmm. instead of people- necessi- but we still have people relocating here, mm-hmm. like we have somebody who's a Starbucks employee coming in to work at corporate mm-hmm. that's moving in from Minnesota, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I guess it just kind of depends on the role, so
2: absolutely, we'll
1: be keeping an eye on it, that's for sure.
2: Well, speaking of rolls, if you're hungry, now's a good time to go grab a tasty (laughs) snack. We got to just make some obscene profits here for just a couple of minutes, and then we're going to be right back. More (laughs) open
0: house with Team Reba.
1: You got bizarre things to say today, you know that?
0: (laughs) What they pay me to do. Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to
2: open house with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Sundays also. 3 to 4. You can also catch us on podcast.
1: Yes, you can. Anytime. Yes, anytime you like on your favorite, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. We should be out there. And uh, we do try and classify what the topics are for each so that you can go and pick and choose because there's a lot of really great content out there. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, a ton Almost of great five content. five years of content.
1: Yes. In fact, actually, we're about to uh, pull some of the content that we had not only from Paige Orry, um, but we had the, um, oh my gosh, I just blanked on the name, the um, funeral home.
2: Oh, Bonnie Watson. Yes. I don't think his name was Bonnie, but.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, but Bonnie Watson, because we are still packaging. I told you that we have been doing outreach to estate attorneys and family law and whatnot Mm -hmm. in our group because, you know, we're always about education. And we had realized more recently, we've worked with a number of people that um, we're starting to figure out that attorneys don't know what happens to the public when someone they care about passes mm-hmm. right, and there's right. a public record made and there are people who kind of shark in to you know, get the chum, so to speak right. on these folks. So we have been building an education campaign for them uh, that the state attorneys who I've been working with to kind of help develop this have all said that they're super thankful that we're doing it because they're like, I had no idea. Right. Had no idea that people did that. And so uh, we hope that what that will do is not only are we trying to elevate my own industry mm-hmm. and increase you know, the quality of the people that are in the industry and the people and the consumers who engage in it, but then also the other working professionals that that are involved in very important parts of people's lives.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we've we've mentioned Paige uh, many times. Maybe we should mm-hmm. think about getting her back on. Paige yeah. is, is the... Uh, prosecuting attorney for King County in charge of elder abuse, mm-hmm. specifically and,
1: around real estate and financial yes. issues,
2: and uh, she has some stories. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, you know, but it's heartbreaking. It's, yeah, heartbreaking types of situations. But you know what? When when uh, when we have a loved one pass, you know, there's uh, it seems like there's uh, there's many families where there's that one person in the family that you know they're they're gonna mm-hmm. go for go for what they can get, and it's. Uh, well, and they can yeah, and it's not even just not them. Even before they pass, I mean, it's yeah, it's the abuse side, um, yeah. yeah, leading up to that. So, uh, it can be, it can get ugly. Yeah. So, pays to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Have your documents ready. Have yep. your ducks in a row. Yeah. Have your will updated everything yeah. current.
1: That is what a lot of the attorneys have said that they are seeing. Even though everyone's business is down a little bit, the stuff that they are getting the most requests for right now are
2: powers of attorney. Oh, I imagine. Well, this is uh, updating wills, powers of
1: attorney. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you're on a ventilator, you can't talk. So you need to make sure that you've got somebody Mm -hmm. in a good position who can talk for you. That's right. Right? You got to have a good, trusted individual. So we are highly recommending on this program that you find a good, astute attorney to help you put those things together.
2: Well, and. If you're looking for good references or if you have questions, mm-hmm. if you have story problems, yes. you can always reach out to Reba or myself, you know, with your with your confidential questions. Um, Reba, how can they reach you?
1: Well, for me if it's going to be something that we have to cover confidentially, you can contact me directly at 206 that four two nine. That is my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's not abuse that. But yes, you can contact me there, text or phone. Uh, you can also email me directly at Reba at
2: teamreba.com And Reba's R E B A. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. You catch and me two zero six nine one five Eric two zero six nine one five three seven four two. Or confidentially, also you can email me at Eric at EricIsMyBanker dot Eric with a C. Eric with a C. Yes. Very important because there are different spellings. Absolutely. So,
1: okay. Well, I want to get to some more exciting stats. Because I know, I know how most people get very excited about just, numbers and stats.
2: Uh, let me just grab a blanket here. And, I know.
1: Uh, I know. Take, yeah. Get ready for a little snooze.
2: You know, frosty beverage.
1: Yeah, there you go. Ooh, I could go for that. Let's <laughs> bring that on. It's Saturday. Why not? Um, okay. So I wanted to bring up a couple of different things. I mentioned earlier uh, that the price points that are selling both between active, pending, and sold units, mm-hmm. um, we're still seeing three bedrooms. Yeah, you know, so when I talk to people your, all the time, your, the, the
2: classic, the, the classic, mm-hmm. you know,
1: three bedroom, two bath is probably still the most commonly most asked for type property that's out there. Sure. Now, four bedroom units are a close second behind that, mm-hmm. you know, four plus. And I think a lot of that I, we might. I'd be curious after all of this and with more people having work from home. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if those numbers rise on the four plus. At least in certain price points. Because they definitely, you know, like once you get to the 500 to 750 price point, they get really close to each other and definitely at the 750 and above, then four bedroom units and above, mm. then go beyond. Are you thinking
2: multi generational? No,
1: or sister? just, a, well, multi generational, but also people who like to have a home office. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm single and I own a six bedroom house.
2: Right. Right.
1: Right. And that's because I need storage. I've got home offices, not just for myself, but for some of my staff. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, kind of a roommate tenant situation as well. Sure. You know, so there's a lot of those different kinds of things. But also, I think the more um, the more money that someone's putting into the house, the more they want out of it. Right. Sure, and so sure. you get higher Makes square sense. footage and they want more bedrooms yeah. just because they want flexibility. Of course. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we see that pretty regularly here. Um but like I said, as I see the bedroom count uh, or the price point go up, I see the bedroom count go up before and, and definitely at the 7,50 and above four bedroom is the most commonly sold sure right sense. so that's that's pretty normal. yeah um, other fun stuff that I've got here for you. let's talk about what are those homes what's what's on the market? what's you know what's the average and median prices of things that are going on here right now? So, in King County specifically, because most of our show is, you know, generated mm-hmm. and, and heard by King County, I thought this was kind of fun to watch. So, active listings. Now, what I'm looking at is King County, and they break it down by all these different market areas. And market areas, unfortunately, in the MLS are not done by zip codes. Sometimes they lump different zip, mm-hmm. zip codes into one kind of area. Think of
2: it as neighborhoods. Almost. Exactly.
1: But I was going to tell you, Bellevue, holy smokeage, they're... Average price in uh, kind of the the core in prices or core in areas and zip codes like 98004. Mm -hmm. The April average price active right now is just shy of 3.6 million. (laughs) And in one area is 3.885, so almost
2: 3.9 million. I guess you got to live somewhere, I guess. Uh, Yeah,
1: slumming it. I I see. But uh, most of all of those Bellevue zip codes are astronomical in comparison, right? right? Now, here are some of the ones in Seattle that some people might care about. Now, Area 700 is inclusive of Magnolia and Queen Anne. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, the average price active at this time was 1.535 million and change. Right now, 1.712 and change. Wow.
2: So right, a couple hundred
1: thousand. Yes, they've gone up for sure. And then if I go now, I don't want to get too far away from some of this because uh, I want to get to the pending and solds. But area 705, which is kind of like Ballard, mm-hmm. Greenwood, you know, all those kind of areas up to um, 145th, everything that's basically west of I 5 from the Montlake, mm-hmm. you know, from yep. you know, sure. basically going to where like the locks is straight up, right? So Last year at this time, active on market was 926,000 and change, currently 994. Really? Yeah. So, and also days on market was last year was at 37 days, currently 46. But again, this is for April. So, we had the time period where you couldn't go see anything. So I think that's the reason why we see that Mm -hmm. bump. So for May's numbers, when I bring those in in a couple of weeks, I'll be curious to see if that has come back down again.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And
1: then also keep in mind, these are also price points where you and I've been talking about the jumbo loans. One had a spike Mm -hmm. in the interest rates Mm -hmm. and then also fewer and fewer companies providing them.
2: Well, it didn't hurt Bellevue.
1: No, not too much. Uh, no. Although, let me go back here though and tell you, I will say the higher the price point, the longer days on market. April of 2019 was 73 days, and it was 110 on this other one. Oh, I might have to come back and do this on another show because yeah. we're gonna
2: more stats to talk about. Yeah,
1: I do got a lot more to cover. So anyway, if you want more information in the meantime, though, contact me at Reba at Team Re- teamreba.com and I'm happy to send them over to you.
2: Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit TeamReba at RE-MAX Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. Our house, in the, of street, our house. the preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.